Hello and welcome to Thoughts from a Balcony. I'm your host Trevor Morrison and on this episode I got to sit down and talk with Speedy Shepherd Jr. Speedy is a motivational speaker, content creator, and former football player from New Jersey. Speedy discusses how his tumultuous upbringing and football career led him to finding his purpose of motivational speaking. As a content creator, he highlights the importance of creating intentional energy through your authentic self if you want to experience positive results on social media. We did have some technical difficulties, but through that, I was able to discover Speedy is the cousin of legendary Raider safety Jack Tatum, and we go over his family's athletic lineage. We get to talk about his experience eating a 100% plant-based diet and the negative side effects he noticed throughout three years that led him to start eating meat again. Speedy is such a genuine dude, and his positive energy is contagious to say the least. I'm beyond blessed to be able to connect with him and learn about his story and mindset. Hope you all enjoy it too. All right, what is up, everybody? Today we have Speedy Shepherd on. Speedy, thank you for coming on, brother. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me, my man. It's, uh, it's very cool to uh, see people really striving for greatness. You know what I mean? And like attracts like. So, you know, when you contact me about these things, it's, it's an automatic go because I like supporting people who are on the same journey or, you know, who just really just trying to grind and make it away from themselves. So I'm glad to be here, bro. I appreciate that. And honestly, that's kind of what I wanted to get in here first is, you know, when I first saw you on, on social media, the first thing that stood out to me is your energy and, and that sense of purpose. Like what you talk about is so purposeful and I think really has the possibility to change people's lives. So mm-hmm. I want to get your story on like, how did you get started? What made you want to jump on social media and start spreading that message? So if we going, if we being real honest, you know, growing up where I grew up at in Passaic, New Jersey, I grew up in the hood, man. I grew up in the slums and stuff like that. So, you know, you see a lot of positive, not a lot of positive, you see a lot of negativity growing up in those neighborhoods. And you always want to figure out which way you're going to navigate through the toxicities of those neighborhoods. So growing up where I grew up at, you know, losing two of my siblings to the streets, you know, seeing my parents on drugs and stuff like that, seeing just the, the negatives, right? it drove me to want to do something greater in life. So I got into football at an early age and I really used football as a catalyst, right? To get me to where I am today. So I played college. I went, I ran track in college, played overseas football a little bit, played semi-pro football and stuff like that. And after I was done with the football thing, I really realized um, football ain't forever, you know? And um, I had to find that transition. And it was hard because when you are when you were an athlete, man, that's all you know is sports. And I'm pretty sure a lot of athletes can attest to that, you know. And um, I went through that phase of trying to find what my purpose was. And, you know, I started realizing that, yo, all my years of playing football, one of my strongest attributes was my voice. I was a captain of every team I was on pretty much. I was a leader there. And a lot of people gravitated towards my leadership. So I started really, really, I started just trying to, like, figure it out. So I started making videos, and I got a lot of good reception for it. And I did a lot of practice with myself, just trying to like see, you know, if my voice is strong enough, can I put the words together? Can I make things resonate with people? You know, and it took a lot of work. So once I started really seeing how much it worked, I stuck to it. And then I realized, wait, if I'm just having a regular conversation with a regular person on a regular day, 
and they're impacted by what I'm saying. I was born to do this. There's no mistakes about it, you know? And once I found my purpose in that, I just, you know, said, you know, well, I'm going to make this part of my brand and I'm going to make this part of my lifestyle. And I'm going to make this part of every, my everyday life. And here we are today. I love that you brought up the fact of you're following that purpose. And when you talk about having interactions with other people, you're picking up on that intuition of like, hey, this person is getting value from what I'm saying. And I think it's, you know, I feel like social media has this perception around it and it definitely can be. There's there's truth to it, but it's very self-centered, right? A lot of people, you know, especially in my field, fitness, it's like, oh, all you care about is yourself. You only care about your body. And there's definitely, there's definitely people on there that only care about that for sure. Yeah. But there's a lot of people like you and me who are saying, let me provide value. Let me understand what my purpose is, what my value that I can actually bring to people mm-hmm. and taking the time to actually put that out there. It's, it's important. And I think the people who have that intuition need to follow it because we need more people like us around to really make a change in the world. I agree. I, I truly agree, man. Um, and, and like you said, like having an intuition, I call that using your discernment, using, using your discernment to know what you got to do in life. And once I started really just being, being aware of my energy and being aware of the things I talk about, you know, and how I say things to people, it gave me that, it gave me that leeway to say, you know what? Oh, all right. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? And, and that's how it worked, man. And like I said, now I'm here. So it feels great. Now you're here. So yeah. I'm curious, you know, we talked about the past with what you're doing. Do you see you know, a specific career, a specific, you know, I don't want to say title. I don't want to box you in or anything, but I guess, where do you see yourself in the future doing? Do you want to do motivational speaking or a whole variety of things? A whole variety of things, just based on the fact that, like you said, you don't want to be, you want to be limitless, man. You know, you can, you can do anything you want in life. You don't have to conform yourself to things, but I tell you this, you want to focus on one thing at a time. So, and right now my phase of life, motivational speaking, motivation is my lane. You know, I know that's where I excel the best at. And I know content creating on top of that with my content, I know that's where I excel at. Now, doesn't mean that I'm not going to dive into other ventures and try to grow myself in those ventures, you know? So right now, as of right now, for five years straight, that that's my lane, man. And I'm sticking with that until something else comes along. And I feel like I grow a passion for that. And then I'll attack that and focus on that. Can't get you can't skip steps. Exactly, man. It's all it's all purpose. And looking back at your football career, like you mentioned, it doesn't last forever. And that's something that I always kind of had in the back of my mind that I noticed a lot of other players who were honestly, you know, were more talented than me or were more dedicated than me because that's all they knew. They made it their, their life and their breath. But for me, it was like I always knew it was going to end at some point. So I might not have been able to take full advantage of that, kind of just reflecting on that moment. But that attitude of like being obsessed with something, just putting your absolute all into it, I think it's something that you need to follow. And for me, like I love football as a great sport, but I didn't want to do that. But I figured out through football, like, oh, training. What I love being in the training room. Like I love working with the guys. I love that atmosphere. I love the mechanics behind it, the whole science behind it. Let's go towards that. And being able to like understand that through my past experiences had made me, you know, pick a lane that fulfills me. And for you, like seeing that with your football experience, like, 
oh, I was the motivator. I was the the vocal guy on the team and using that. That's what it's all about, man. Like I'm I'm curious from your football perspective, when did you realize like, oh, I'm a motivator. I can do this. I noticed that. I noticed that in little league. It's crazy. Because like I said, like when I when I first played little league, I was nine years old. And you know, I was I was always a quiet kid, don't get me wrong, but it was something about the gridiron when I got on it. I felt obvious, I felt alive and I felt like it was an escape route. So when you find somewhere where there's solitude and you feel comfortable, you know, you hold on one second. One second. Yep. Mm -hmm. So being on a gridiron, right? Like mm -hmm. I realized that there was a, there was an escape for me. Like I felt like I needed to, you know, I was able to be me for once, you know, something from where I came from. So when I was on there, when I was out there, you know, I, I started using my voice, but I started being more vocal. The more vocal I got, the more comfortable I got in being a leader. All right. The more I got, the more I got comfortable in, uh, you know, being, being a leader. So I started noticing the more I talked, the more, and then people started liking how I was, you know, cause they, they knew me as a quiet kid. So when I was talking, I was speaking up, they gravitated around that. Then that's when I realized early, like, oh, there it is, there it is. And then as I got older, I, I became more comfortable of being a vocal leader. And then that's how I transferred into now, you know? So it was like a buildup of being comfortable and growing comfortable in my skin of being a leader vocally. Yeah, 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 for sure, dude. And I think that speaks volumes too from a quiet kid. And not for nothing, I just wanted to say this. In high school, I just remembered, in high school, my coach, my senior year, I remember I was about to graduate. It was my last year. We had an award ceremony at the end of the season. And they gave me the coaches award, bro. They didn't give me no other. They gave me a coaches award. And I was just like, wait, I'm a player and I got a coaches award. And now I fast forward to where I am now. I'm really coaching people on life. So hindsight is literally 2020. Because remember, I told you about being a vocal leader, being that leader. I was doing that, you know, and they saw me as that. And I was every coach loved me because of that. So. It's important, and you got to have a guy who, like, there's some rah-rah guys that you definitely get on the team, but yeah. the people who who are, like, the vocal leaders, you know they back that up with their play. They're actually showing through example. You know what I'm saying? And then the guys listen to them. Like, you're a quiet kid. You know it's just get on the gridiron, and especially, like, coming from a tough neighborhood, coming from a tough experience, when you get on that gridiron, it's an escape. And yeah. I, know, I know full well, like, when you get on that gridiron, there's nothing else in the world that matters. And you're so locked in, it's a flow state. And for me, like, I'm a D-lineman. I love to beat people up. So that was, like, my yeah. thing, you know? I love the hand-to-hand -hand combat. But, like, some other people, you know, they love the run and the routes. Like, it's all these different motions. Um, and that's what I love about fitness, man, like, getting in that zone, getting in that that mindset of, of flow state. And that vocal leadership, bro, that's, that's so cool that you had that experience through football. And some people ask me, like, do you regret playing? You know, because – I think there's a stat out there. It's like 93% of college football players have CTE. And it's scary. It's a, it's a violent game. But I would never trade it for anything because of the lessons it taught me, the people it brought into my life, and yep. just who it made me now. Like, I would not be the person I am now without all those experiences that I just had. Very true, man. And I agree with that because, you know, what I, what I noticed, what I noticed about, um, you know, football, man, like you said, it's a life, it's a life lesson, man. It teaches you about character, it builds toughness, it builds resiliency, it builds learning how to lose and win at the same time. Like 
it builds all these things that is going to carry through real life. You know, that's the first, that was like the first set of lessons that I ever got, like the early ones. And as a kid, I picked up on them really quick. So when I was a kid, I was going through a lot of things and I just used football to just carry me through. I used the characteristics and what I learned from it to carry me through life. Had I not had that sport, probably wouldn't be talking to you right now, bro. You know, so. Absolutely. And it brings it brings people like you and me together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like totally, totally different ends of the world. Well, not really. I'm from Ohio, so I guess I kind of know. Yeah. But it's like but it's like I could talk to somebody in California. We might have had a total different upbringing because we play football. We have this connection. It's like this this brotherhood. And the same goes for other sports like military, too. It's all these different avenues. It's like it's that connection that matters so much. And um like that's that's what I remember the most. I don't know. Do you have like boys that you still hang out with and, and that are still your friends that help you in business at all? Bro, I got I got so many connections still from college and semi-pro and even overseas when I played in Iceland for a little while. Like I did all of that stuff and I just still I'm still connected with my guys, man. And we help each other in so many ways because for one, being where I am in my position where I'm a content creator now, like I transferred from the athlete to that. That turn, that turnaround, that transition is hard for most athletes. And I'm aware of that. So I keep in touch with my boys who are athletes. I keep in touch with a lot of athletes who, who want to find a purpose in life or, or want to find something to dive into. So I'm like the bridge for them. So I always keep in touch with them to let them know, hey, take this route, like, you know, or redirect them on a route, on a on a adequate enough route for them that's gonna put them in position to win, you know? So that's mm -hmm. how I look at it. Yeah. I like to I like to do the parallel comparison of content creation to practice because it's it's that daily grind of creating that video that you know like you think to yourself and I just posted something today I'm like this is it this is the one like this is yeah. going viral I love it. it I really put my heart and soul into it and I feel like yeah. it's good valuable content and then you put it out there and it gets like less than a thousand views and you're like what is going on you know yeah. but it's yeah. that daily practice of it's almost like an art the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. And that's what's most important. And having your friends to support you, like a lot of friend groups, dude, like there were definitely some people that I knew in the past that through this whole process and going on social media and kind of putting myself out there, they would not have been supportive. They would have clowned me. They would have done all these things. But I have friends who can give me constructive criticism and who know that Oh, I need, I see his, his vision. Like, I, I understand that he's going to make something out of his life and that's what I need to support. Like, those are your real friends and those are the people you need to gravitate towards. Without a doubt, bro. Without a doubt. And like, like you said, like the whole, like, and this is how, and I look at, I look at the content creation, especially when you're posting stuff. I've been looking at that as in baseball terms, hitting singles, doubles, triples, home runs, grand slams. So I'm like, yo, if I can hit a single every single day, I don't care if it's a thousand views. I don't care if it's, cause I always look at it like this also. If I have where I'm at, I'm thinking like 5,000 or some change. If I have that many followers and I have at least a thousand people watching my stuff, that's good because I look at that as social currency, thousand dollars a day, who's making that? You feel me? And I also look at it as that, yo, if you have a thousand people standing in front of you, and you're and you're doing this it's a lot of people so when i see 500 i'm gonna be like yeah that's i'm shit I, that's good like i like 500 people because if i can speak to 500 people when they viewed it that's good that's really good that means 500 people are listening and um i look at it as also like 
if I do end up hitting a viral clip, one million, that's, that's still good. It, it doesn't mean, it, bro, at the end of the day, whether it's one million or one person, I'm good, you know? And that's how I look at it, you know? And, 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 and granted, we live in a social media realm where everybody compare their numbers to other people. It's a dangerous game. So I X myself out of comparing because when I do that, when you do that, when you compare a lot, man, it's, it still it steals all the work you've done. You put in so much grit and grinding and, and sweat and, and all that and sleepless nights and brain power. And then you have the audacity to go on social media and compare your work to the next person who already, you know, they got they they got they they got their process and you got yours. So I just always see is like, oh, don't compare yourself, don't put yourself, don't light a candle some to somebody else. Don't light your candle to somebody else's candle, you know, because at the end of the day, your work is yours and it's gonna show when it's when it's deemed necessary. And whenever, whenever it's needed from the world, bro, all about energy. For sure. And I think people can pick up on that too. When you are creating content, Yeah. if you are going like, before you create this content, you're saying to yourself, all I care about is numbers. Like I just want to do numbers and I want this to go viral. Is it going to be thing that's actually worth putting out to the world? Is it something that you're proud of putting your name on? Like, that's what I always try to think about before I post content. Am I proud of what I'm actually putting out there? Yeah. And if you can't say yes to that answer, you probably shouldn't be posting content, in my personal opinion, because you're, you're just muddy in the waters. It's like, there's no point. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. And that's why I say, like, it has to, it has to be, it has to be intentional. The energy has to be right. Everything has to be good. You know what I mean? Especially when you're posting content. And that's what, that's, that's my approach. Whenever I got content I'm posting, I always do my best to 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 post intentionally. You know what I mean? The intentional, the intentional, the intentional, the intentional, um, the intentionality of what I post. I feel like it exuberates through the phone and exuberates through the computer, exuberates through when I talk to people. So I do my best to just be super, you know, oh yeah, do super, uh, be super intentional on what I do and stuff like that. And that's why. I always tell people, man, if you're a content creator, just make sure you out here being intentional and being being genuinely you. Don't try to duplicate the next person. Don't try to don't try to be like somebody you're not because the world, right? The world senses that. And when that happens, the views ain't there, the engagement ain't there, the reception ain't there. Nothing is there because you're not being you. The minute I started being me and the minute I just say, "You know what? I'm going to walk my own path." Everything hit like immediately it, it it probably didn't even take a day it took like a few hours once the turnaround happened and that's why like i always encourage the watchers out there man if y'all content creators today i want y'all i want y'all to really just dive deeper into dive deeper into um hold on one second hold on one second just pause that so yeah man like what i was really like astounding on was about the social media thing about just being authentically you, right? And not comparing your your process to somebody else's because you never know if somebody brought their way to, you know, 100,000 or 500,000 followers and views and stuff like that. The whole point of what I'm saying is just to pretty much enjoy your process. You know, the world never, the world will never lie to you based on your own actions, right? So when you're moving in authenticity, they're going to see, oh, I can feel his energy through what he's doing and I'm going to like that and I'm going to like his post and I'm going to support that. But, you know, people, people can smell cap, 
right there. Like, you know, once it's, once it's there. So that's another thing I just wanted to expound on, man. It's just, you know, really just talk about. Yeah, for sure. And we were talking about this uh, as we paused, but talking about the process over that end destination yeah. and, and so often, and I was, I was caught up in this too. And I'm sure you were yourself, you know, playing college football, but for me, like going through high school, the whole thing, and even like literally it was get a scholarship, get a scholarship, end up getting there. I go to a D2 school. I'm, I'm playing football. I got a, a D2 scholarship, but I'm hating my life. Like the process isn't right. I'm not in the right environment. I don't like the coaches. And I remember beating myself up about it because I just got to a place that I wanted to get to for so long and I'm unhappy. Mm. It's like, I thought this was supposed to be it. Like this is, yeah. you know, I'm supposed to get a scholarship and then I'm supposed to get a really good job and make money. And I was the same way, like kind of coming out of college is I, I had this supply chain job and I'm like, you know, there's a, a good track to success. I'm doing all right. It's not terrible work, but it's like, I know it's not fulfilling. I know it's not purposeful. And I get out of college and like three months in, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I need to, I need to figure this out and do something that's actually beneficial to my lifestyle. And yeah. I remember I had that switch. It was like three, four months in, I had this switch of like, stop focusing on where I want to get to or a specific salary amount. Try to like make your day. I try to think about this in like blocks of my day. So you got probably 12 to 14 hours you're awake, whatever. And what are you doing within those 12 to 14 hours? Like, is it things you want to do or is it shit that you hate doing just to get a paycheck and you're, you're left with fucking like four hours at the end of the week to yeah. do all your groceries. And then you hate your life every single day. You're just dreading Monday going back to work. Like, right. I don't want to live that life, dude. I want to, I want to do something that's fulfilling and I want to do something that impacts other people. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But if you do have that inclination and you do in your mind, in your soul, I need to help somebody. I need, this is purpose, purposeful to me, what I enjoy. I love it. And I need to get the word out. Right. And you got to do that. You got to follow that and really do it and go for it because you got one life that, you know, is guaranteed. You don't know what's going to happen in this afterlife. Like don't waste it. That's, that's my biggest piece of advice to anyone trying to do like content creation is like, just don't waste it and just go for it. Yeah. All right. So, so I don't even know where we left off to be honest with you, but <laughs> pardon me, y'all. We, we had, we had to make some quick, you know, adjustments on the, on the, on the venues and stuff like that, but we back. We're back, man. We made some improvisations and we're all good. Um, but while, while we were kind of moving, moving places for you, talking about Jack Tatum being your cousin. And for those who don't know, like Raider fan myself um, and growing up watching old Raider tapes is kind of how I learned to play the game. Like seeing them just destroy people, hit them as hard as possible. Like that's how I wanted to play. And there's this picture I got here up on my wall of Jack Tatum hitting this dude and looking over him. Um, but I didn't know Speedy, it's your cousin. That is so fucking crazy. I can't even believe that. Yeah, bro. So where I'm from, Passaic, New Jersey, actually, if you look up on Google, Jack Tatum is born and raised in Passaic, New Jersey. Well, he's really from Carolina. He moved up to New Jersey and he went to Passaic High School, graduated from, from in the 60s, got recruited to go to uh, the Ohio State, 
graduated from there, got drafted by the Raiders. And yeah, man, from the, from the hometown, man, from the hometown, literally. That's my cousin from my father's side. Um, his, his, I think his aunt or his mom married one of my grandfather's, no, my grandfather married his, his aunt. So that's how we became Ken. You know what I mean? And okay, and man, is is amazing, bro. So so, I'm looking at it like. Also, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Craig Ironhead Hayward. Ah, uh, sounds familiar. So, Cameron Hayward played for Pittsburgh. Right. That's my father. He's from my hometown too. So, they're from here. Like Craig Ironhead Hayward played for Passaic High School. He actually graduated with my dad. They had championships and stuff together and all of that stuff. So. If you look up who Ironhead was, he was known. He was well known to, to big back man, big running back, but he was very fast for his size. So bowling oh, ball, yeah. wrecking ball. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's sweet, That's man. Good, man. That's yep. cool. So it sounds like football was in your family for quite some time. Like it passed through some generations. Yeah. Sports, sports on both sides. My aunt from my town, she she went to literally my high school as well. She was the she is the greatest female track sprinter to come out of Passaic and uh you know um my, that's all on my mom's side and then I'm on my father's side I know my grandfather my father all of them excelled in sports played collegiate sports and stuff and you know my grandfather was a three a three sport athlete as well you know so it's all in the blood man and then Jack Tatum as well you know so yeah yeah bro that's that's sweet man did you like when you were growing up was it always football I know you played you like ran track and stuff but was it like I want to go to the league. NFL is my dream. That was the that was always the goal growing up. Mm-hmm. I guess everybody's goal. That's everybody's goal growing up, especially if you if you grew up in a football like family. So for me, growing up, that's how it was. Being an athlete, being from where I'm from, you was either in the streets or you was on the field or on a court or doing something to get yourself out of the situations you wanted to get out of. So I banked all my cards on, you know, making it far in football and. Granted, I made it pretty far coming from where I come from, you know, and track was secondary. I just did track to stay in shape for football. So to help me run faster, to help me gather my speed, all that stuff came from running track. Like, but my aunt got coached by Coach Blues Barbado. Rest in peace to you. He coached me when I was in high school, but he coached my aunt back in the 80s. And he was a coach all the way from like the 70s through the 80s, through the 90s, through the 2000s, all that stuff. So he coached many generations. So to be under Tony Barbado and all those other coaches and, you know, man, it was amazing, bro. And that's how I became speedy. Like I was already fast and I was known to be fast, but track and field enhanced it, especially when I got to college. When I got to college, it got spooky. Like it got real spooky, you know, and in a good way. I got, <laughs> and, um, you know, just, just, I just, I just really just honed in more on my, uh, it was weird because like, I guess like the, it gets greater later, I guess, like the older you get, the more smarter you get, the more you're more tapped into your abilities, which means that you can pretty much do anything you want and win how you want. And outcomes are more in your favor when you understand yourself as you get older. So that's how it was for football. And that's how I was able to get to semi-pro. That was, that's how I was able to play in Iceland at one time when I did, it was, it was all because of how I worked on my skill set you know so yeah and i bet i bet track and field and i don't know what the training was like like over in new jersey and where you went to school 
But for me in high school, like we were going crazy in the weight room, like doing all that stuff. And no, not for you or yeah. No, no, no. We what I was doing. Okay. I was in the weight room a lot, bro. That's why I'm like, yeah, bro, that's true. Like, that's how it was. Yeah. And I'm, I miss that that mentality and, and being around all those dudes. Like that was fun being in that weight room and going crazy and hitting your boy when you're hitting the PR. But yeah. um, I look at it now as like one of those things that you can continue to use as a tool to better yourself. Like we used to use the weight room to be big, strong and fast to hit people as hard as possible or to be the better athlete on the field. But now when we're not in that athletic setting, I always look at it as like, that's still a tool, but I'm going for a different outcome. So I'm curious, like I've been seeing some workouts from you, a lot of like calisthenic stuff. What are you kind of doing now training wise? Are you still like running and uh, lifting weights or doing, doing something different? I'm just like kind of maintaining at this point. And you know, I like that you asked this question because it makes me wonder why I'm not really going crazy like I used to be. Mm -hmm. To the answer of knowing that I don't have, I retired from football. I don't have to play. I don't, I don't play anymore. So the workouts that warranted what I had to do, I don't need to do it anymore. I don't need to be deadlifting 450. That was my max. I don't need to be benching 275, 280 and for reps. I don't need to be doing none of that crazy stuff anymore because I'm not running into 350 pound linemen anymore, 250 pound linebackers and stuff like that. I don't need to do those type of workouts. Although I do miss it because it keeps me, it keeps me going. But right now I'm just maintaining, doing a lot of like calisthenics, a lot of, you know, moderate weight where I can just maintain and just keep my muscle good. I was plant-based for three years and I, um, I transitioned back, man. I transitioned back to eating regular, but now I'm more mindful and intentional about the things I eat, you know, the meats that I eat and stuff like that and where I get mm -hmm. it from, you know, all that other good stuff because it's very important the things you put in your body, it transitions out to the energy you put out in the world. So yeah, brother, that's how I, that's where I am now. Yeah. So how did you feel on the plant-based diet? Three years, that's a pretty good, good six, amount of time to six, kind of figure months, out how. Six, month, six months in, I started seeing certain things that I, I wasn't used to, you know, my body mm -hmm. changed you know, certain symptoms that I thought it was normal part of the process that I realized that I was actually, my approach and the intention was right, but my knowledge of it was wrong about my body, my blood type, my biological makeup, you know, not knowing that I'm up north, I'm in the cold. So my body warrants more type of types of food rather than like, let's say if I was born, I was, I was living in the tropical areas and stuff, maybe plant-based would have been good for me. But being that I'm up in these states and I'm up north and it's colder up here, my body is calling for something else, especially the fact that I'm a former athlete. So all my life, I trained myself to be a football player. So my body was my body type and my body shape, my bone structure, my muscle structure was different. And it called for certain call for certain eating habits. So once I went away from that my whole life and I went three years plant based, my body started feeling crazy. It started going through crazy changes. I learned a lot about detox brand. I learned a lot about other foods, but I noticed that my blood type, it was it was lacking things. My whole everything was I was lacking things more than getting mm -hmm. right. so I had to transition back to eating meat. But now the intentionality of what I eat now is it, is better on my energy, it's better on what I do, it's better how I move. And I'm very mindful now of what I'm eating, you know. Yeah, so. I, I'm I'm glad you brought up the the plant-based diet because it's something I try to discourage people away from. 
unless you yeah. have, we talk about intention a lot is like, unless you have that intention of, I don't want to kill an animal or you feel really deeply profound about not eating meat. And I understand that, you know, I'm, I'm accepting of, of different cultures or different, Absolutely. you know, opinions, but from a whole psychological, physical perspective, you need meat. Like there's so many vitamins and minerals that you can only get through those animal-based products that, you know, you can get through plant-based foods, but you, like you talked about the knowledge, it has to be so smart. Like you look at uh, different amino acids and everything. I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know, like you have to I'm get hip. so many, yeah. so many different types of foods to be able to create that structure and the amount of volume you have to eat is quite a bit too. So getting rid of meat for simple reason of I want to be healthier or I want to lose weight. That's never going to work. Never. It's not, not going to work. And that's what I noticed. I'm like, yo, wait, I did more of my research, my ancestors, I'm like, yo, the native people, they ate meat. They hunted. They hunted bison. They hunted buffalo. They they were hunting out here in these and just hunting out in these streets, man. So I'm like, why should I be exempt from doing what they did? And they survived and they lived long lives too. You know, they they knew how to eat intuitively. They knew how to eat with the season. They knew how to eat. People that go plant based sometimes they had they. The thing is, I understand why people do it. They're looking to be healthy. They they that's a. I love that they're doing that, but it's more so of understanding why you're doing it and how to do it. You know, you can't, I went in there blindly. I just went cold turkey. I was like, you know what, let me do it. It was all right for the time being. And then I started just seeing my health go another way. And I'm just like, wait, that's normal, right? Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> it's that, yeah. Then I really realized like this shit ain't normal. I lost like 25 pounds, bro. Like mm. it, it was crazy, bro. I was looking, I was looking frail out here. I was frail. Yeah. So now, when I got back, I gained, yo, literally, I wait. Just, I went back to eating meat and everything else like four months ago, three months ago. I've gained 10 pounds of muscle ever since. So, you know, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm back where I need to be because, but I'm back with a new mindset of understanding. Mm -hmm. Because you can eat plant-based things all the time. See, the thing is, it's all about percentage. You want to be 100% plant-based or you want to be 50% plant-based? Like, you know, pick your poison. Because for me, I want 100%. And I ain't eat no meat for three years, bro. And I was like, damn, like, maybe I should go back to eating 50% plant-based, 50% meat, keeping it balanced. It's all about balance, man. And that's what I realized the importance of. And here I am. Yeah. And, and like, for us, we have these mental pursuits, right? Like, we're trying to be creative and create content that is valuable, all that stuff, and have knowledge. And we need that mental capacity I'm curious, like, did you feel a lot of brain fog too when you were, you know, plant-based or did you feel clear? I'm curious on that. I, I felt clear. I, I, I felt more in tune. Don't get me wrong and everything. Mm, okay. My body, it was starving. I was starving myself without even yeah. knowing. Like I was eating, but eating too much carbs, obviously carbs turn into starch, starch and sugar. Your body's not feeding off no fats. You don't have no brown adipose tissue. Well, that's for women. Brown. You don't have no fat for. You don't have your. You don't have any fat for your muscles to feed off of. They're feeding mm -hmm. off. So it's not a good thing for that. It's not. It's not good for that. So I understood that. And I'm like, wait. All I'm eating is sides. I ain't eating. <laughs> I'm eating sides all day. Like all day, every day I'm eating sides. There ain't nothing else to go with it. It ain't no dense densified product or food to go with the sides that I'm eating. So. I noticed that 
and I was getting hungry every hour, bro. Every hour, I was like, nah, this is something is something is not right. Like I ain't supposed to be hungry every hour. You know what I mean? And once I mm-hmm. knew that, then I started going, I started going to the doctors, getting my blood, my my levels checked, started just really doing my my due diligence. And I got a book called Eat Right for Your Blood Type. It was that's another book that really helped me see things, you know, the way it was and rather than what I thought it was. And it brought me more clarity to follow myself. You know what I mean? It gave me more mm-hmm. of an ability and a reason to follow, yo, listen to your body. Don't listen to nobody else but your body. Your body is you. So listen to yourself, you know? So. Right. And everybody's so different. I, did, I was just working with this client this morning and his left arm is like significantly weaker than his right arm. Right. And he's getting frustrated. He's like, I don't get this. You know, I should be, he's getting really frustrated about it. Rightfully yeah. so. But we also have to understand that as human beings, none of us are symmetrical. Nothing like I, I, I like to look at like fitness stuff is everything works, but nothing works like it, we, the right thing for the right person is going to work perfectly. And having the adaptability to know, OK, this reacts with my body really well or this doesn't because, you know, someone could go 100 percent plant based and feel great and That's- actually gain muscle because they're doing it the right That's- way. Yep. But for you, it didn't work. And like realizing that I think is important. Gotta be real with yourself. You gotta mm-hmm. be real with every decision you make. I, I, I had that. It took me a while to hold myself accountable for that decision. Cause I was like, I was too much into the plant, plant-based life, like style and stuff like that. The knowledge, the, the ideologies and stuff. So I'm thinking like, damn, if I go against this, I'm wrong. Yada, yada, yada. And then I'm like, wait, why am I, why am I putting myself in that box? So I had to take myself out of that box to realize, yo, you got to hold yourself accountable. You made this decision, but now you got to correct this decision, you know? And granted, I still eat plant-based food, but it's not like every day. Hey, if I need a cleanse and I know I need to get something that's going to clean my body out, hey, get my girl, get my fiance to cook me some, hey, we, we lit. You feel me? That's how I go. Mm-hmm. And you got, that's the balance. But I had to find that. I was being too extreme at one point and the shit wasn't serving me good, you know? So... Yeah. Yeah, bro. 100 percent dude. I definitely get that. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to transition back to like the coaching and motivation stuff that you're doing. I saw you post this one thing where you kind of went back and spoke to a football team. Are you looking to do like any type of coaching or get back into football in any way? I thought about it and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock it, but I, what I want to do is pretty much what I did there. So I wasn't. I one one of my co- one of my boys, Avion. Shout out to you, bro. He called me, hit me up, and he wanted me to come speak to his boys. You know, he come. You know, they had an important game, and I'm just like, yo, absolutely, bro. Like, I'll come and hype them up. You know, get get in their heads, get their energy pumping, so they could really win it out. So I went there and I did that, and I realized, you know, that's something that I see myself doing, going to high schools and football teams and basketball teams and getting them hyped, prep talking them, getting them really ready for what's to come you know that game you know they trying to they going out for blood they going out to do what they got to do they going out to conquer what they got to conquer and defend what they got to defend so i got to put it in their minds and their hearts you know it's, it's go time man ain't no games out here man we got to make it happen you got to make it happen and i feel as though me doing that being that spark because that's how i see myself the spark that's why the thunderbolt is there the lightning bolt is there that's what i am the spark man so i just want to be that spark i don't have to be the crazy coach where i'm just diabolical but hey you need a life coach you need a motivational you need a spark coach 
that's what I am, you know, and that's what I like doing. That's awesome. I love that. And I think it's an important piece of the team. Now, there are definitely certain guys who like attract are attracted to more quiet coaching. Like for me, I was very um, like I was so in my own head before a game. Like I remember everyone would converge on the pile and like jumping around going crazy. And I'm like in the back, like I'm just replaying what I'm about to do to the offensive alignment in my Feel head. Yep. Yeah. And yep. it's, it's weird. I like to get in like a different mindset, but also like when I get a speaker in there who is motivational and who is like, you really gravitate towards it. The words just have that weight and that meaning. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like that. It's weird. It, you're right. It is an energy. It is that spark that you didn't think you needed, but you're like, okay, I'm ready now. Like, I, I, I don't care how tired I get throughout this game. Like I'm ready to do it. Yep. yep. That's what it's all about, man. It's all about, putting the energy that they didn't know they had inside of them, you got to evoke that energy. You know, the way you speak, how you speak to them, you look at them in their eyes, you tell them you believe in them. Yo, that spark, that does something to someone. So I know this. So going to these teams, man, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm about to turn y'all up. We about, about to be turned out here, man. Let's get it. Let's get it right now. We ain't got no time to waste. Let's just make it happen. You know, so speak with conviction to convict the person that, yo, I got this. I can do this. I can make this happen. Yo, we could win. We can win. We gonna beat this team. You gotta make them believe it, man. You know what I mean? You gotta sell them on that that idea that, yo, anything is possible. Anything is possible, because it is, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's, all about a, it's all about a mental switch and mental change. Yeah, and I, I like to look at, like I put in quotations success, because everyone has a different view of what success looks like, but yes. success is, is earned through not only believing in yourself, but also doing the actions necessary to get to that point. Because if you don't have that belief in yourself, then, you know, you're just going to be, you're not going to go anywhere because you you don't believe in what, in what you're actually doing. But if you solely believe in yourself and you're not doing the actions necessary to get to that point, you're yeah. also not going to get there. So it's kind of like they need to fuse together and they need to be, embedded in who you are if you actually want to achieve what you're set up you're setting out to achieve i agree man and that's why i say man just you gotta you gotta just be able and intentional about the moves you're making man when you're going around speaking to people because people are energy as well and you have energy so if you're speaking in a way where it's kind of like demeaning that's gonna stick to them but if you're speaking with uplifting your voice and some upheaval tone, bro, it's going to stick to them. And then you're going to change. You're going to literally, you can change someone day. If you walk around like this, and I'm like, yo, what's, yo, what's good, bro? How you living? Yo, what's up, man? You feel the energy shifting that, mm-hmm. right? Yo, you great. You good, man? What's up? Talk to me. Yo, you good, bro? Yo, what's the word with you, bro? How you? Yo, man, what's up? You feel the energy difference in that? Like, mm-hmm. you got to know how to speak. You got to know how to speak to people and give them what you want them to, what you want them to feel by way of how you present yourself, you know? So that's why it's important, man, to talk to these teams, man, and bring that energy, man, because they're looking at you and they're like, who this dude? They want to know who you are. They want to know what energy you got. And whatever energy you got and whatever you bring in, they're going to take that. I like that idea, man. And it's a hard thing to tap into, especially because I think, you know, you have an idea in your head, but how you convey that sometimes comes out differently than the idea you had in your head, but yeah. it's all through, 
it's, it's all through practice and all through experience. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Like I love going to uh, my old college. That's like kind of 30 minutes for me. And every once in a while they'll have us like uh, me and some people at work have us come in and just talk to the students, talk about adulthood, talk about that transition from college into the adult life. And yeah, there might be 20 kids, 30 kids, but that practice, like the last time I did it is 10 times better than the first time I did it because I just got more comfortable with speaking and was able to present my emotions and my thoughts way better. And like people get scared of that and they want to do it. And it's like, Oh, I'm so bad at first. Of course you're going to be bad at first. You suck at everything when you first start. It's just that constant pursuit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. I agree. I, I truly agree, man. So. 100%. 100%. So, man, I want to be conscious of your time here, man. We've been on for about an hour. Speedy, you got anything else that you want to finish with? Anything you want to share with the world? Trev, man, I, I want to say to you, first and foremost, bro, like, you know, you connecting with me on social media and going out your way to do this, it lets me know how serious you are about getting certain points of knowledge out and how much you want to grow as a, as a content creator as well and a fitness, you know, in, in, your, in your field of fitness, like these are the type, these are the building blocks of what you got going on, bro. So I want to say to you, bro, like keep on going, bro. You're doing great work. It's not going unnoticed. The people who going to notice it is going to notice it. And that's going to be your true support team. I'm your support team. That's why I hopped on here because I know your Trevor is the man. So <laughs> I, I got to show love. I got to do what I got to do. And then voila. And then today, I found out Trevor's a Raiders fan. I'm like, yo, my dad is a Raiders fan. He's like, yo, for real? And I'm like, yeah, you know, Jack Taylor's my cousin. He was like, what? I was like, that's, that's, one, that's crazy how it works. And then he has, a, he has a picture of my cousin on his wall. So I was like, it all happens for a reason, bro. And mm-hmm. I'm just glad that I was able to add, you know, my sprinkle of value onto what you got going on, bro, because you got great things coming, lying ahead, and keep continuing to chase greatness, bro. I love that, man. I appreciate you. Um, it was it was an awesome conversation, Speedy, for real. And I, yeah. hey, the the feelings are mutual. I love what you're doing on social media. I Thank love the message. You know, there will be times where I'm having an off day, and I'll listen to a video, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to yeah. run through a brick wall." And that's, that's what cool. you're trying to do, man. And and I appreciate it. Anyone who's who's listening to your message appreciates it um everyone i'm gonna tag all his his pages and everything so make sure you go follow speedy but i hope you enjoyed the the podcast speedy once again man i really appreciate you this is awesome come on man i bro you're gonna have to come for part two man i gotta be in a more comfortable spot next time that's (laughs) that's gonna make it happen bro actually the part two should probably be in person man all right let's do it hey i I like traveling you call me at the ohio man show me around man i'm out there bro Okay, that sounds good. Hey, I saw I saw you do some podcasts, like not not to derail too much, but like right. I saw I saw you do that podcast where you got those nice chairs and everything set up. Is that your boy's podcast or is that yours? Yeah, so that's that's my boy's setup, man. He he's from Boston. Shout out to my boy Deron. Okay, man, he does digital marketing. So uh, shout out to Avaria. That's his name. That's the name of his company, Avaria, A V A R I A, Avaria. Look him up, man, and uh, get in touch with him too, man. But um, definitely um. Doing that podcast, it told me more about the podcast world, too. Just being on a set, being on everything, learning the intricacies of it. And also just knowing how to host, knowing how to be a guest, knowing how to be a host, knowing how to just formulate the content as well. Like, I learned, I had to learn how to cut 
mix master my own contents from the podcast. So that's another thing I learned too. So yeah, bro. Yeah. That was in Boston, by the way, too. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I, uh, I don't want to give too much away to everyone in the audience, but I got some things I'm cooking up right now and we're going to have some studio stuff going on soon. Yep. Um, so, so once I get that all set up, man, we'll, we'll get you out here and we'll do an in-person one. Cause that one's going to be electric, man. Like our energy Hell together, yeah. is going to be electric. Hell yeah. Let's make it happen. My brother. I appreciate you having me, man. For real. Salute. Absolutely, bro. Appreciate it. Speedy and appreciate everyone for listening. Peace. Peace. Hope you enjoyed that episode of thoughts from a balcony. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow along, make sure to go to Instagram at TB underscore Morrison to stay up to date on episode drops and health and fitness content if you're interested. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you get notifications from Spotify or Apple whenever a new episode drops. Once again, thank you all for listening so much. Much love.